the Swanson Explainer. I'm your host, Alex Marcocci. We'd firstly like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is being produced and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and those emerging, and acknowledge their spiritual connection to the country. On March 31st, the coronavirus supplement ended for people on the JobSeeker Unemployment Benefit and other Centrelink payments. The supplement was introduced last year by the federal government as Australia began experiencing the effects of the global coronavirus pandemic. At the same time as cutting off the supplement, the government announced a $50 permanent increase to JobSeeker. Today, I'm speaking to reporter Sarah Liversidge about the changes to JobSeeker and how they affect the almost 1.3 million Australians who currently receive the payment. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for joining me today. Can you tell me what the coronavirus supplement was and why was it introduced? Yeah, hi, Alex. Thanks so much for having me. At the end of March last year, the federal government announced that it would be effectively doubling the rate of JobSeeker. So that was from a base rate of around $565 a fortnight up to $1,115 a fortnight. And this was introduced to financially support people during the pandemic and the associated lockdowns. And with the government's prediction that we would hit a recession afterwards. The government also made changes to make it easier for people to apply for the JobSeeker payment by streamlining applications. They also removed mutual obligation requirements. These are things that people have to do while receiving the JobSeeker payment where penalties apply for people not complying. This was one of the largest increases to social security ever in Australia and really at odds with this long-standing coalition opposition to raising the rate of unemployment benefit. This is about supercharging the safety net. The measures will double income support for those on JobSeeker The supplement at $555 a fortnight was introduced in April 2020. It was then tapered down to $250 in September, down to $150 in January before it ended on the 31st of March. And what do we know about how the increased payments helped people on JobSeeker and related payments? Yeah, so Alex, experts said that the increase in payments meant that hundreds of thousands of Australians were temporarily lifted out of poverty. Matt Grundoff, who is a senior economist at the Australia Institute, a progressive think tank, said that the government's coronavirus supplement lifted more Australians out of poverty than any other single government policy measure. Modelling undertaken by the Australia Institute has warned that the ending of the supplement could be potentially devastating for people on JobSeeker and could actually plunge those people right back into poverty. There was also some research undertaken while people had the supplement, and that suggested that people's living standards significantly improved. So people were able to more easily pay their rent and their bills, for example, and could pay off things like debt. One online survey found that giving people more money and freeing them from the mutual obligation requirements meant that they could actually work towards re-engaging with the workforce and realising some kind of financial an emotionally stable future. I spoke to Jez Haywood, who is the lead designer and communications coordinator at the Australian Unemployed Workers Union, and he told me a similar story. 
What it means in reality, if you give people more money, is they're more stable, they're more secure, they're able to look after themselves better, and they're able to get into a physical and mental headspace where they're more suited or more able to look for jobs. So, yes, there's a very real concern that people will be facing all kinds of financial and emotional stress now that the supplement has ended. What has modelling said about the impact of ending the coronavirus supplement on people receiving these benefits? So, Alex, the Australia Institute has predicted that the ending of the supplement will actually push a further 155,000 Australians into poverty. And this number includes 20,000 children. So the number of people living in poverty in Australia will have increased by over a million from a low in March last year. And we will now see approximately 580,000 more people living in poverty than before the pandemic. Jez believes that the government have shown that they actually have the means to raise unemployment benefits and to keep people out of poverty. It took a global pandemic for the government to prove oh. that they could lift people out of poverty with a click of their fingers. They proved that all this rhetoric about not being able to afford it was absolute bullshit. We've heard that there's been an increase in the amount of women on JobSeeker. How will the recent changes affect these women? Yeah, that's right, Alex. There's been some research undertaken that shows that women now make up the majority of those affected by the ending of the supplement. A parliamentary budget office inquiry undertaken last year, for example, found that in the 12 months prior, the most likely person to be on JobSeeker is actually a woman over the age of 45. These are some big changes in demographics. Back in the 90s, it was young men who were most likely to be on unemployment benefits. Also, the number of women with a child on the job seeker payment has increased fourfold, and that's a huge amount. This has happened, it is believed, because of decades of policy by successive governments that have seen changes like the tightening of access to the parenting payment, the closure of the parenting payment allowance, and making things like the disability support pension much harder to get. There's a big concern for single parents, the majority of whom are women, and what the end of the supplement means for these families. The National Council for Single Parents and Their Children published a collection of stories called 550 Reasons to Smile. This was a collection of stories from single parents and their families talking about how the coronavirus supplement helped transform their lives temporarily out of poverty. And I've just got one of the stories here, Alex, and this is from a woman named Elena. And Elena says, I'm a single mom who works part-time. I have chronic health conditions and a seven-year-old child with autism and an 18-month-old toddler. We have little family support and are quite isolated, even before COVID hit. Our rent was 50% of our fortnightly income. We were very financially stressed and living fortnight to fortnight. The extra $550 per fortnight has meant so much to my family and has allowed me to receive medical treatment I otherwise could not afford, as well as many other benefits. 
We also know, Alex, that women over 55 are now the biggest cohort of people at risk of homelessness in Australia. This age group is too young to receive the age pension, but they find it particularly difficult to get back into work if they've lost their job. These are all some really concerning statistics and stories for women in Australia who are experiencing poverty. And can you tell us about the recent announcement of the $50 per week increase to JobSeeker? Won't this help? Yeah, Alex, that's right. There has been a $50 per fortnight increase to the JobSeeker payment. The federal government announced this permanent increase on February the 22nd this year, and it works out to be about an extra $3.50 per day. This is the single largest increase to the JobSeeker payment in a year since 1986. So the permanent increase began on the 1st of April. It applies to job seeker, youth allowance, Oz study, AB study, and parenting payments. It is expected to cost the government about $9 billion over four years. And in monetary terms for people, this means that those receiving the benefit will get $615.70 a fortnight. So this is an increase from the pre-pandemic rate of 565 a fortnight, but it's actually a drop from the $715 a fortnight rate that was in place until the supplement was cut off at the end of March. And it's estimated that people receiving JobSeeker will have about $44 a day to live on. And it really does nothing in terms of alleviating poverty. And while the Morrison government has boasted that this is the biggest increase to unemployment benefits in decades, the fact remains that JobSeeker, with the $50 per fortnight increase, is actually only sitting at around 42% of the minimum wage. If we look back to the Howard government years, the level of the single payment fell from around 50% of the minimum wage to 42 meaning that what's proposed now will return the payment to its lowest point relative to other benefits under Howard. And because it's coming off the back of having that extra $150 per fortnight, it's really difficult to see the new rate as being something positive. Furthermore, recipients will now face additional mutual obligation requirements. This includes extra requirements to look for work and more face-to-face appointments with employment services. The government have also introduced a hotline for employers to report anyone on JobSeeker who they think has refused suitable employment or they think has behaved inappropriately in an interview. This has some experts and advocacy groups concerned. They say it puts too much power in the hands of employers. It stigmatises people on the job seeker payment and they've actually nicknamed the scheme Dob Seeker. What is the measure of poverty in Australia and how does job seekers stack up? Yeah, so Alex, Australia doesn't have an official poverty line. But there are two measures that researchers use. The relative line, which is calculated at half of median household income. And then there's the Henderson poverty line, which is updated regularly by the Melbourne Institute. The relative line is used by organisations such as the OECD. The relative poverty line is about $450 per week. So that means that a single adult would need at least that amount to be considered out of poverty. 
So after the $25 per week increase, JobSeeker, including the energy supplement, will be $312 per week. And that's $138 below the relative poverty line. The gap between the payment and the Henderson poverty line is actually even bigger than that. The Henderson poverty line is $561 per week, although Jez told me that this amount actually increased last year. actually spoken out against the $50 a fortnight raise saying it's not enough. Can you tell me about what some of these groups are saying? Yeah, that's right. So the Australia Institute, along with the Greens, economists, business groups, charities and social organisations have all called for an increase in job seeker that goes beyond the $50 a fortnight. The Greens are calling for the rate to be increased to at least $1,115 per fortnight. Greens leader Adam Bant has been critical of the Morrison government's changes to JobSeeker and he believes that they have made a choice to look after the wealthy over the poor. Make no mistake, this is a choice that the government is making. The government is choosing to make people live in poverty at the same time as they give $100 billion a year in handouts to big corporations and the very wealthy. The Australian Unemployed Workers Union are calling for at least $80 a day, which is pretty much in line with the Henderson poverty line. They are also advocating for changes to mutual obligations and for job networks to return to a government-run model over privatised model. Jez says that the privatisation of job agencies has led to private businesses making huge profits and has not actually helped people to find work. The whole job service provider thing is just a massive siphon to put money into rich people's pockets. We also hear a lot of stories in the media about people who receive unemployment benefits not wanting to work. So there's the old doll bludger rhetoric that gets thrown around and reinforced sometimes by sensationalist stories in the media. Jez rejects this idea. He also says that there are far more people looking for work than there are actual jobs available. At the most basic level, there aren't enough jobs. There is probably close to 20 people per job ad. The AUW does it, our own jobs report, which is a comparison of the job seeker payment data. And we just use SEEK as a benchmark because it's a fairly reliable idea of what's going on in the job market. And so 1.29 million people unemployed. And in the last 30 days, there were 176,000 jobs listed on SEEK, Australia-wide. Jez also believes that successive government policy of aiming for an unemployment rate of 4.5% is simply not good enough. Essentially, 4% or 5% unemployment in this country is a government policy across all the major parties, which is horrendous, leaving 4 or 5% of your population deliberately in poverty. How can anyone sleep at night? So, Alex, it looks like the coronavirus supplement introduced last year was really beneficial to recipients of the JobSeeker payment. And although it's true, yes, the $50 per fortnight increase is the largest increase to the payment in decades, many experts are concerned that it's just not enough to keep over a million Australians out of poverty. 
Oh, sorry, there's a real concern that women and the children in their care are being particularly hit hard by this lack of financial support from the government. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Sarah. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Alex. Thank you.